Hello, listeners of Jackie Just Chatters. This is your hostess, Jackie Lentz. This is my ongoing bonus mini-cast murder mystery serial. Each week brings a fresh letter in this cozy tale of murder. If you have not listened before, you are going to want to find letter number one and begin there. I hope you enjoy. To silence a scandalmonger, murder in an English village. Welcome to another installment of this audio drama. Play along as you step into the role of one Gwendolyn Armstrong, who is living in 1951 Oxford, England, and is in the final months of earning her bachelor's degree in history from St. Hugh's. Your post is full of regular letters from your Aunt Ivy and other occupants of the charming village of Upper Stock Green. On the surface, it seems a serene picture of stone cottages, beautiful green countrysides, and charitable neighbors. But underneath, in the darkness, a sinful world hides, and the shadow beats the heart of a murderer. By the time the last letter arrives, can you identify the killer? Previously, on To Silence the Scandalmonger, we learned that Mrs. Owens has begun to lock the door at Rabbit Hill Cottage. She is afraid that she might be the murderer's next target. Is she just paranoid or is she right to worry? This also indicates that the house was wide open to any intruders the day of the murder. Mrs. Owens had a pretty good alibi for being out during the time of Aunt Ivy's death, but she could always have set everything up before she left the house. Is she protesting too much? Let's join this week's adventure, shall we? A letter to Gwen from Lucas Davies. 25th of May, 1951, Upper Stock Green, England. Dear Gwendolyn, when I left you, your bewitching eyes were such quivering pools of sadness. Don't be embarrassed about requiring a handkerchief. I like thinking about you having it with you still. I hope it will keep me in your thoughts as well. I was pleasantly surprised that you took the time away from your crucial studies to have supper with me. You are even more captivating in candlelight, my dear. Your tears brought out the white night in me. When I offered to render you any service you required, I could have not been more surprised if you had asked me to slay a real dragon than your actual request. However, I have done as my lady commanded. How did you know that Miss Brooke Turner's real identity was Mrs. Rebecca Harrison? I've been living in the same village as her for years and I had no idea she wasn't exactly who she portrayed herself to be. I thought she was just another lonely spinster librarian. I never would have thought her a tragic, mysterious widow. Alas, I'm getting ahead of myself. Given the information you gave me, her real name, that she was married to a man named John and that they were honeymooned in Brighton, in 1939, which was not a great deal of information, by the way. But since I am a very clever and capable man, I was able to gather a few facts for you. I would have preferred to deliver them in person, over another candlelight supper, but I know you are awfully busy and would want this post-haste. Yes. One Rebecca Small married John Harrison in 1939. They did honeymoon in Brighton. 
The only reason I know this was because of a news article I found about his death, which was newsworthy because he died on their honeymoon. According to the article, she came back to their hotel room after going for a walk on the pier by herself, and she found him lying on the bed, non-responsive. She called the hotel doctor, but it was too late. They said his ticker had given out. But that is very strange for a young man. There were questions about what really caused his death, but his distraught widow insisted on moving his body back home for burial as soon as possible. I couldn't find any more on what happened after they left Brighton, but with the war starting and all that, I don't know that people care about one dead body when the nation was on the verge of an international crisis. I don't know how she went from being Rebecca Harrison to Brooke Turner. I can keep investigating if you would like. Just send me word. I'm yours to command. In response to your other questions, other than the small bequest your Aunt Ivy made to Mrs. Owens, which isn't very large, all of her worldly goods go to you. So the only one with financial motive is you. Should I try keep that quiet from the police? I don't think I can. Though I doubt the constable has any designs on you. Well, not for being the killer at any rate. You asked where I was and what I saw the morning of the murder. I had breakfast consisting of porridge, alone, as usual. Eating breakfast alone is when a man feels the loneliest, I think. When he really reflects on not having a wife on the other side of the breakfast table. I also reflected on not having any bacon, and I remember it was my time for a ration allotment. Around nine o'clock, I went over to the butcher's to get my allowance of breakfast meat. And I know for certain that Mr. and Mrs. Palmer and their son were in the shop. Because there was a bit of a row between the old Palmers and the lad. I heard Miss Palmer utter the words to the effect of, We said no and we meant no. You'll ruin us all. She was rather upset, causing her face to turn in a flattering shade of red. She stumped into the back room after that display and left Mr. Palmer and Silas to wait on us customers. Can you believe, after all that, they were out of bacon? It was a wasted trip. I had to go back the next day to get my ration. In response to the question you haven't asked, yes, I am pining away for you here in Upper Stock Green. When are you going to come home and end my misery? I need to be taken in hand. I await your next communication with bated breath. Yours forever, Lucas. Come back in a week for Gwen's next letter as we work closer to solving who silences Scandalmonger. Have any suspects, speculations, or insights? Head over to my Facebook author page and share your theories. You can find the link in the description. This podcast was written by Jackie Lentz, narrated by Jackie Lentz. Lucas Davies, voiced by James Edward O'Reilly. Remember, you can follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Or you can find me, like, and subscribe on YouTube. 
If you are enjoying these podcasts, I would be delighted if you shared with your friends, left a rating on Spotify, or a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, I wish you well.